Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. So glad you all joined us to get here today. I can talk. Yeah, you took all my words. Welcome, everyone. Hello, those of you that have tuned in and streaming us online. So, I have the privilege today to share with you with Pastor Dr. Wolley. And uh, I think it would be good for him to maybe just tell you a little bit about himself at the beginning of today's message. Thank you, Pastor Algie, for the opportunity to you give me to be here. And I want to say good morning, church. Thank you. I am privileged and honored to be in front of you to deliver the word of God. And I pray that God will speak to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I always have a little bit of challenge to tell you about myself or describe, but I will try. (laughs) Uh, My name is Wale, and um, I am married to a beautiful wife, Lola, and um, she's beautiful both inside and outside. I'm blessed to have her in my life. I have five children, so I'm busy. If you have five children, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Today, I will also like to let you know, uh, I wear many hats, but the most important thing I will tell you is that I am a child of God. I'm a man of God. I love God with all my heart. And I trust him for everything that I have, whoever I am or wherever I'm going to be. I mean, it's all because of God in my life. I'm a Christian. I have been born again, I don't even know how many years now, um, almost 18 years now. Um, it's, it's, uh, I, I won't go into that, but I want you to know I'm a child of God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So today, we are going to be continuing our conversation on our purpose and uh, we'll be talking specifically about Empowered to Succeed. And this is really a, a byproduct of the Christian life, but you know, as Christ followers, we want to follow the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. And, and as we talk about the Great Commandment and the Great Commission and why we're here as a church, why we're here as a community of believers, uh, I think it's important that we understand who we are first, our identity, and uh, our relationship with the Father. And as God restores our relationship with him through Jesus and his sacrifice at the cross, uh, there's this process happening in our life of sanctification. How many know today you're supposed to look more like Jesus than you did yesterday? How many have arrived and you're at the end of your journey? No one's perfect? I guess we get to keep talking then. Us imperfect people. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what Renee and Noel read a little bit earlier about that process of sanctification that takes place inside of our lives? Mm. 
And, and we mature as we continue on. And really, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to accomplish the mission of Jesus, taking the message of hope to the nations. And uh, anyway, from there, let's start with this. What would you say is empowerment? Empowerment, for sure, the word power is there. So empowerment is when you possess certain power to do things. It means you have the authority, the license, whatever you can get that from the power. There is power everywhere, but not everybody is empowered. What we are talking, the first service I talk about, I mean, politicians, when they carry the play card, vote for me, vote for me, the moment we vote for them, we empower them, you know, to rule, to guide us, to make policy for us. But that is not the empowerment we are talking today. We are talking about empowerment in the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit empower. Now, how can we get this? Sorry. It means that the more we grow, the more we have relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, the more we get empowered as a Christian. We are Christ follower. If we read our Bible, we come to church, we are hearing more about God, about Christ Jesus, we get more empowered. So slowly and slowly, it's not what develops in one day. We need to grow in the Lord. We need to grow to know his word, then we get more and more empowered. And can I ask you, Pastor Aljay, why is it important to be empowered? Hmm. I think it's important to understand something. When we're talking about this concept of empowerment, the truth is it's more easily demonstrated than taught. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more caught than taught. In other words, you activate the Holy Spirit and the gifts that are happening around, and, and people catch that, they receive from that. But as we're talking about that, there's a freedom that comes from Christ to operate and to build the kingdom of God as his ambassadors. And we have the authority now on earth to enact his kingdom or to build his kingdom. And we have the power of God that we are to demonstrate as we go around sharing the message of hope. So when we preach the word of God, the good news, what do we sing? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the good news, the gospel. Um, we have the power of God that gets demonstrated when we're preaching the good news. So I think it's important that we understand that we receive empowerment from the Holy Spirit so that we can act the work of the ministry. Yes. It's not about me. I can't do anything on my own. Yeah. Without Christ, I can do nothing. Without Christ, you can do nothing. Not of eternal value. I thought we are perfect. Not quite. Because we are sitting down here, we are not perfect? No. Oh, okay. I, I haven't got there yet. I mean, <laughs> I'm working on some stuff. But I'm look, working on some stuff as well. Yeah. I'm not perfect. So let me ask you this. What would you say we are empowered to do and why? Yeah, the question is what and why in terms of empowerment. What are we empowered to do? Why do we need to be empowered for what? Essentially, is to do the work of God. The empowerment we are asking for and that we are discussing here today, that is what Jesus asked us to do at the Great Commission. That is the empowerment we are talking about today. 
And I hope by the time you leave this place today, you will be more empowered in Jesus' name. Let's go and re- uh, let's read the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18 to 19. And I will read it. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority, I like the word all, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28, verse 18 and 19. So this is the what we are doing. We need to go and make disciples of all nations after, after being empowered. And that discipleship starts from here, but it's not going to stop at the four corners of this building. We will be empowered to go out there. And the second question is why? Why are we doing this? Why are we sitting down here and talking about empowerment? Why do you need to be empowered? What for? Why are we even a Christian, by the way? Maybe somebody have asked that before. Why am I a Christian? Go to church, dance, and praise, you know what? Why? The why is this? Simple. It's about our salvation. Salvation I will. I didn't read this the first service. Proverbs twenty nine verse eighteen said, "Where there is no vision, people perish." Our vision as a Christian should go beyond what we have now. Sitting down here is the salvation. So the why why we need to be empowered is about my salvation, your salvation, your salvation, and it doesn't stop there. Salvation for our family. It doesn't stop there. We need to also be empowered to make sure more people go to heaven. We don't want anybody in hell. We don't want people to go to hell. We want people to go to heaven. So we want to be empowered about our salvation, salvation of our family, and salvation of the people out there. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So as we're here today, I'm going to suggest... We probably have way more notes than we have time for in three services. So we're going to trust that the Holy Spirit will communicate what he wants communicated to this group today as we go through this message. Now, I can tell you that God begins a good work inside of us at salvation, and he continues that process for the rest of our life. And, and part of that is he restores us to wholeness. He heals us of past wounds and hurts, especially in the realm of our soul, you know, the mind, the will, the emotions, that, that arena. And, and sometimes we get stuck there and we need specialized attention and care from other more experienced believers to help us and guide us through that process of healing. But let me ask you some of these questions. Maybe you've asked yourself this question or maybe you've posed this question. Have you ever wondered, how do I forgive? Or even better, how do I forgive the unforgivable? Mm-hmm. You know, does God really love me? Have you ever wondered, does God love you? We talked about John 3.16 in the first service. Yes. He does. God loves the world. Um, have you ever been rejected? <laughs> Some of you have been rejected so many times, you wonder why it's going to change now. You're taking a step of faith to come into a community of believers. Or, or maybe the divorce that you went through, it caused a lot of pain. Have you ever been discouraged, depressed? Are you full of anxiety? Are you full of fear? 
These are very real things that people encounter. There's pain. There's woundedness. You know, I don't know anyone that's arrived and got all their stuff in order, but I think all of us are in process. But when we come to Christ, he makes provision for and makes a way for us to be restored to wholeness. I say mind, body, and spirit. This restoration process restores our confidence in our relationship with God. The healing, as it comes forth, produces maturity in our life, which in turn gives us great empathy and compassion for others like Jesus had. You know, Pastor Wally has a really powerful testimony personally of how God helped him in a season of his life. Yeah, thank you. Um, I want to go back to that question. Does God really love me? I'm not sure about you, if you have been there, when you have to ask, God, do you really love me? I've been there. Even more than that, say, God, do you really exist? God, are you really there? I've been there. And we talk about some people will say, going through painful situation in life, <laughs> like I said, we are all human beings, we are made of flesh, right? If you pinch yourself, you feel pain. Like I say, if I pinch you, Pastor RJ, will you feel pain? It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Okay, but I won't try it. No pinching. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You pinch yourself and tell me if you feel the pain. It means you are made of flesh. You may be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can fast for 10 days, you can fast and pray for even one year without food. If I come to you, if I pinch you, you will still feel pain. What does that tell you? That we are in this world. We may not be part of this world, but we suffer pain like many other people. I will tell you my personal story, what I went through that made me even ask God, are you really there? you really love me? But before I say that, whenever that voice comes to you, God, do you really love me? I want you to know it's not the voice of God. It's the voice of Satan. Satan wants you to believe God does not love you. He wants you to believe God is not there. Satan wants you to believe God cannot do what he promised to do. And I remember, whenever this one comes to me, I remember John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. That is the end of story. For God so loved the world, he loves you, that he gave his only, one and only begotten son, so that he can die for you and me. Amen. In 2001, December, <laughs> I, my first wife died. Um, I don't want to go into the detail. I want to focus on what is important today. When she died, I went through a lot of situations. I was drained physically, mentally, socially. I don't want to talk to anybody. You know, I have no energy in me. Everything was drained out. It's like... I have no feeling. But if you pinch me, I'll probably feel pain. 
I was down. Mentally, socially, emotionally. I was even confused. It was in the midst of this that the devil wanted to rejoice. And the voice would come to me. Did God really love you? I said, ah, I question that. Did God really love me? If God loved me, why should this happen to me? Have you gone through a situation where you say, God, if you love me, why should this happen to me? And by then, I'm a child of God. I pray, go to church, serve God. I used to drive two hours. It wasn't South Africa. To go to church on the highway. I've served you, God. If this will happen to somebody, why me? Hello, are you familiar with that? Why me? In all this, I was angry with God, very angry. The worst of this, the worst of the situation was this: I cannot pray. When I kneel down to pray, I say, "Oh God, you are so good." The voice will come. Is it good? Why did this happen to you? I open my eyes. Oh, I say, well, it's God anyway. God, you are so mighty. There is no one like you. The silent voice will come. Is it really mighty? Why did this happen to you? And I was confused. I cannot pray. I was totally down. Whenever, whatever word I say, it's like that silent voice will come and neutralize it. Let me tell you this. I didn't say this in, in the first service. <laughs> I have a friend who came to me, him and his wife. He came to me. Listen to if you If you are a man of God, you have been praying for people who listen to this. He came, let's pray. He started by saying, God, in every situation, we give thanks to you. I open my eyes. Hello? We are not giving thanks to God today for what has happened. I didn't tell him. I feel like, yeah, what are you saying? But I remember, I've prayed this prayer that in every situation, give thanks to God. And I started crying. I couldn't do a lot, but something helped me that I want you to listen to this. I have friends that know what I was going through. I have a friend who is a physician friend from Australia. He called me. He said, we know what you are going through. I never complained to them. He said, so we've organized seven people to pray with you. And at seven o'clock every day, somebody will be calling you. I said, what are they? He said, don't worry. But somebody will call you in the next seven days. I said, okay. In between this, the voice of Satan was saying, who is your God? Where is your God? This own God. I was at that point. I feel I should disown God. God, I have nothing to do with you. I've done this, I've done that. But something happened by then. I said, okay, if you don't want to serve God, who will you serve? He said, are you serve God or you serve Satan? And I said, Satan, get behind me. If I don't want to serve God, it's not coming to you. That's a different ball game. I'm not going to go to Satan. I know him. He's a deceiver. Um, he, he's a destroyer. Anyway, they started calling me. First, first day, this guy called me. One hour prayer, encouragement. Second day, third day, then I started having energy within me. I can now pray. By the time it's fourth day, I was excited. People are calling and they are calling me and the energy keep coming. So it's the connection 
that is with these people of God that is taking me back to the word of God that is activating the empowerment in me. I became empowered again. By the time it was fifth day, it's like, guys, I don't need you guys anymore. I can go now. But anyway, they keep calling me up to seven days. And I became empowered. Let's go to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Yes. Do you have it here? Thank you. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Thank you. Before this, I know this Bible passage, but that was heavy. My, my heart was heavy. Did I go to Jesus to put it behind, be, before him? No. It's my problem. I put it in my chest. The person we are talking about is mine, but that is wrong. She was never mine, so it's God. So I felt it's my problem until I got empowered again. I have to go back to Jesus and say, Lord, I surrender. You are the greatest. You are the giver of life. And you take it. You let it be. Let your will be done. So I drop everything. By that time, I become light. I become... um, not heavy anymore, is that enlightening or what? Yeah. Now let's go to the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 2. Can you help me, Pastor? Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That's exactly what happened to me. I have heavy burden, I cannot carry it alone. I was drained. But I have brethren all over the world, they connect with me. They were able to carry this burden with me. My question with you, WCF, Christians that you are hearing me, who are your friends? Where are your friends? There's a popular saying that show me your friends and we know the type of person that you are. If you run into trouble today, you, the Satan, <laughs> I will say this, I pray Satan will not have you. Amen, in Jesus' name. But Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, Peter, Satan have decided to have you and to sweep you like a wheat. But I have prayed for you. Amen. I don't care how strong you are. Let's let's face the reality. Peter was with Jesus and Satan was Tempting Peter, even Satan tempted Jesus himself. Don't let us deceive ourselves. Satan can come to tempt you. Who are the people that can join you? Where is you? Are you connected? We have programs in the church that can can make you to connect. We have men's fellowship. We have Saturday um, Men's fellowship, we have ladies get together. You can, you can connect if you choose to. It's good, guys, to be on the internet and watch the word, listen to the word of God. It's great, but you cannot limit yourself. When, the things, get, when things get tougher, you need to get out of there. Pastor RJ, please pray with me. Pastor this, brother this, sister this. Where are your friends? My friends help me. Because they call on me. I'm challenging you, WCF, and men of God, women of God, I'm challenging you today. Build yourself 
get connected with people that can help you if things get worse. And let's carry each other's burden as, yeah, so that it can be lighter. Amen. Amen. You need to find your people. <laughs> you need. That's, a, that's a good illustration of maturity in Christianity, though, because when we've matured and we've walked through some stuff, we have more empathy and compassion for others. And because we love others, we go and we demonstrate Christ's love towards them and we help them through the hard situations that God has already helped us through. We need each other. For sure. When you have a clear understanding of who you are in Christ, and he starts restoring us to wholeness, our mind, our body, and our spirit, the natural byproduct of receiving his love is sharing his love with others. And that's really our mission. Ephesians 3, 7, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. In 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, and 6, for when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. Yes. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And in 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12, so we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. It's an empowerment from the Spirit that gives us the enablement to accomplish the faith that God has placed in our heart. You know, we as Christians, we live Spirit-led lives. I don't think anything is really more important. I mean, there's God's Word, His written Word that's revealed to us, but His spoken Word is super important in your daily life because that's where you're listening to what the Holy Spirit prompts you to do and you're being obedient. The level of your obedience to the prompting of the Holy Spirit will determine a, your level of maturity, but B, it'll determine the fruit that you see inside of your life. How many times is the Holy Spirit speaking to you and you suddenly have selective hearing? Well, I wanna hear that, la, la, la. I mean, I know there's some husbands in here that do that with their wives and some wives with their husbands and some children with their parents and some employees with their employers. You know, you only hear what you wanna hear. Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? I didn't, I, I can't hear you. The sun got in my eyes. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, that level of obedience is extremely important. We need to be instantly obeying his promptings. And in that moment, you'll see the power of God most fully released. And uh, let's go to Acts 1.8. I'll read it and you can talk about it. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's a dunamis power. Yes. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, starting in your Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. We start locally in Windsor and the surrounding areas. Then we start going to the nations and the nations of the world. There's an activation that takes place yeah. there. Yeah. I like that. The book of Acts, <laughs> chapter 1, verse 8. That you will receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Pastor Ajay, you mentioned something. One thing is to hear the voice of God. And that thing is to listen and follow. I mean, it's out of script. I want to give testimony. My wife, please forgive me. I want to give your testimony. I know she may not like this. <laughs> there was a time, is this herbal gift? Yeah. When we're supposed to, normally we give herbal gift in the church, right? And she told me that 
you know what? God is asking me to give certain amount of money. I, uh, I will say it. I, I just like to say it out. Okay. He said, God wants me to give $1,000. I said, oh, are you sure? He said, yes. But something about me is this. When you say God says, I pull back. <laughs> I pull back. So that's a lot. Said, yeah, God said, I said, okay, give. Then she gave $1,000. I didn't give $1,000 because God didn't tell me. Okay. <laughs> and everything went, and she did some work, and she was expecting some money to be paid. And by the time she got paid, do you know how much she got paid? Was it, not, is it 20 or 10,000? She doesn't like to tell. <laughs> she, was, she was expecting, I don't know how much, how much she was expecting, but she got far, far more than that. I think she got $20,000. Then she came to me. Do you know how much I got? I said, wow. I said, what? I said, you know why? I said, what is why? Because I gave. God asked me to give 1000 I gave 1000 I said, oh my God, I supposed to have given 2000 <laughs> You missed out on that <laughs> <it>. Yes. <laughs> I, I suppose I have tapped into that anointing that told you give 1,000, and I suppose I have given 2,000. I supposed to get more than you. But anyway, I didn't give, and she didn't share the money with me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so obedience to the Holy Spirit is very, very important. Now we are talking about Holy Spirit filled Holy Spirit filled, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's what I call activation. Holy Spirit will come upon you. There is power that God is already there. The power is there. But you need what we call activation. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, then the power of God will be activated on, upon you. It's Holy Spirit led. You want to save life for God? You need to go out there. But it's not enough to go out. You need to pray. Let the Holy Spirit do the work through you and you will bear more fruits. The fruit of winning soul, you are not winning soul for yourself. You are going to win it for God. Let the Holy Spirit be the one that will lead you. I will read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5. It said, And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I rely only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you will trust, not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. When we go out, when we obey the commandment, and we allow the Holy Spirit to direct us, things will start to happen. I, we talk about, I have so many examples, but let, let's focus on the book of Acts. Chapter 10, you can read it at home. It's a long It's a long verse. It's almost verse 49, up to verse 49. Um, we, are, we are just going to focus on what God, what the Holy Spirit did through Peter. You know, I, I love Peter. 
I love Peter. You know, it's my man in the Holy Testament. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I can talk about that later. <laughs> so Peter, I don't know what he was doing in the roof. The Bible says he was meditating, right? Yeah, and he went to the roof to meditate. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. what is important is this. Peter was in the roof. He doesn't want anybody to disturb him. And he went into a trance. And the Holy Spirit came upon him. And there was argument. He said, no, I'm not going to go. You asked me not to eat what is unclean. But the Holy Spirit directed Peter. He said, do not call what God has made clean unclean. Because God is about to send Peter on an errand. But Peter obeyed. Say, yes, Lord. Meanwhile, while God was talking to Peter, Cornelius is a, is, is, is a, is a good man. He was Italian. Italian. Oh, yeah. So, so all Italians are good men? <laughs> yeah, okay, I agree. I'm Italian. Cornelius, is, he was a good man, okay? Very good man. He's giving to the poor. He gave arms. He gave, he gave everything. And he was praying to God. And Holy Spirit came to him and said, God, I've had you because you are a good man. You have been given to, to widows. You have been given to the poor. All your giving has been accepted by God. To the widow, to the poor. God sees what you do. Christians, God sees what you do. You don't have to come here and say, praise the Lord, I'm giving 10,000 to the church now, hallelujah. No, Cornelius didn't do that. He was giving to the poor. When no man have seen, but God saw what he was doing. And God said, Cornelius, I've heard you. I'm sending somebody to you. You are a giver. You give to the poor, I know. But that is not enough. The salvation giving is good, but it's not enough for the work of salvation. There are many good men out there, brothers and sisters. They need to hear the word of God. We have many good men. Being good is good, but it's not good enough for your salvation. Now, God spoke with Peter, say, rise up and go and meet Cornelius. And when he he got to Cornelius, Cornelius knew Peter is coming because the Holy Spirit spoke with him. Cornelius already put together his family and his friends. When Peter, after preaching the word of God, then Cornelius said, what are we waiting for? Let's get baptized. You know what? This is Holy Spirit driven. It's not by power. It's not by effort. It's not by energy. But it's by the grace of God. Cornelius was baptized. His family was baptized. And all his friends were baptized. Amen. So when we are talking about empowerment, we are talking about empowerment of the Holy Spirit. When Holy Spirit empower you to do the work of God, you will be more fruitful. Hallelujah. I pray somebody receive that power and anointing of the Holy Spirit now in Jesus' name. Amen. So... We represent Christ everywhere we go on planet Earth, including the workplace. Uh, We call it the marketplace. So you're a Christian, not just when you come together with the local body of believers, but you're a Christian at home. You're a Christian when you're walking down the street, when you're shopping in the store, and when you go to work, where a lot of people spend a lot of their time at work with their coworkers. And I want to briefly touch on this. Go ahead, Pastor. Um, 
Many of the non-Christians you encounter will be your neighbors or in the workplace. Yep. Okay? There are Christians in the workplace. You can make disciples in the workplace, but it's really a great opportunity for you to demonstrate who Jesus has called you to be. And it's a great opportunity for you to be obedient as the Holy Spirit guides you and leads you. But what we want to suggest to you is you have to use wisdom in how you share faith in the workplace. If your employer uh, employs you to do something for eight hours a day, you probably shouldn't use the time that they've used to employ you to do their work to preach to people. You do that. On your break time, that's a different conversation. Before and after work, that's a different conversation. There will be moments when God will give you wisdom to share, and you had a couple good moments that you shared. Yeah, if thank you. If you could share some of those moments, that would be fantastic. Thank you, Pastor Algie. Um, I just want to quickly emphasize on what you said. From statistic, only 20% of the Americans go to church. The 80%, they don't go. But almost everybody walk, right? So out there, beyond the four corner of this building, there's a great ministry. Amen. I want to, I felt I should share this one, that we need to be wise. When we go to marketplace, we need to be wise how we deliver the message. Because it's not a conventional setup to be saying hallelujah, Hallelujah, Jesus saves. No, it's not a conventional way. We need to be wise. I will tell you, when I came to Canada in 2012, I came to Canada in 2011, I met a lady, maybe 2012 or 13, that's not important. We say nurse. She was just got fired at the hospital. You know what happened? They were taking care of a patient. This patient was having convulsion and seizure. And you know what she did? She started speaking in tongues and binding every devil and Satan while other nurses are running around. So they, were, they gave this patient medication and this patient was calmed down. And you know what happened next? They called her that you did not demonstrate your profession. You did not demonstrate your profession. Somebody is conversing. You are praying. Guess what? They told her to go and do more training. She, she spent her money and they did not restore her license. She lost her license for praying for a patient at the workplace. But I look back now, there's nothing wrong in praying for somebody at the workplace. But you have to be wise. <laughs> Pastor Ajay, pa- pardon me, church. Pardon me, Pastor Ajay. What I'm going to say, if it's wrong. Jesus Christ came to this world. He did not save everybody. It's actually people that crucify him. Right? He did not save everybody. But there is no one that came to Jesus that was not saved. Everybody that come to Jesus is saved. For God so loved the world that whosoever whosoever believe in him. Jesus is for every one of us. But not every one of us will accept and receive Jesus. He said, whosoever. But once you receive Jesus, you are in. You are in. Now, 
this lady, this is what I do. I believe in the principle of Apollo water. I, I planted Apollo water, but God bring the fruits. I planted Apollo water, but God brings the fruits. So wherever you are, opportunity to minister the word of God, do it. I will give you two examples. Um, one, I was in the emergency room. I worked in the, in, in the healthcare system. So I, work, I was in the emergency room. I was seeing a patient. He was an alcoholic, and he was telling me his story. He has been going in and out of alcoholism. It's like, boom, the Holy Spirit just told me, this guy needs deliverance. And I asked him, I wouldn't say, guy, you need deliverance. No, <laughs> I didn't say that. I asked him, I said, you know, I know people who have gone through this situation before, and they pray, and God has helped help them. He said, no, I'm an atheist. I didn't believe in God. I said, oh my God, how do I do this? I said, but you know what? Even then, an atheist will pray. He said, no, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. Said, okay, do you believe in prayer? He said, I am an atheist. I don't believe in God. I said, okay then, okay. Okay, I didn't pray with him. I pray from my heart. God, help this guy. He needs you. And I saw the guy again. I played with him. I became friend. It's not close, close friend. I did not deliver that guy. I did not hold hand with him. But I believe I planted something. It's a seed. And it goes with him. And God will bring the remaining. The second one, um, I was with a patient. And this patient said, you are a pastor. I know you. I said, oh. He said, do you want to pray with, for me? Um, no, but I didn't come to pray. <laughs> There was a nurse sitting down next to the bottom of the, of the bed. I was by the side. And if you know healthcare system, they are very intolerant to religion. Right. Oh, very intolerant. You can talk about anything. When you talk about religion, they go after you. Right. you especially, I don't know, when you talk about Jesus, it's like F word in the most workplace. Yeah, right. yeah. So... And this is the way I do it. I've done it many times. At times, I'm the one that will initiate the conversation. But in this case, the lady initiated the conversation. And I said, oh, yeah. You want me to pray for you? She said, yes. I said, okay. I want to make sure I understand you. You asked for prayer, and you want me to pray for you. He said, yes. I said, okay. Then let's pray. The nurse said, oh, I'm out, I'm out of this. I said, oh, no, no, no. You can sit down. She said, no, no, no. I'm out. She left, run it like she ran out of that place. I said, let her go. <laughs> I hold hand with that lady and I pray for her. I pray for healing. I pray for deliverance. I pray for everything that I need to pray for as I was led by the Holy Spirit. And she told me that she felt relieved. She felt something had been lifted up. I said, Hallelujah. I went to the nurse because I know she can report the situation, right? And guys, I always document. When I write this, I will write it down in the patient's chat. Said, patient asks for prayer and I pray with her. <laughs> I will write it down. Patient asks, 
that I pray with her, and I pray with her. So when somebody come to me, is it true you pray? I say, let me see the chart of that person. Oh yeah, she asked me to pray, and I pray with her. So I always make sure, say, you ask, are we give? You know, so this nurse, I was explaining to her, you know you should ask for prayer. She said, no, 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 that's okay, doc, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. I said, okay. Whether you like it or not, ah, sow a seed there, and God will bring the growth, amen. At workplace, this is my conclusion, Take the ministry there. Let God empower you. Be wise. Be wise so you can keep doing the work of God at your workplace. Amen. Hey, you're doing good. Let's do an altar call. Let's go to there. Okay. Let's stand. Can you stand with us? Hallelujah. Let's stand. If you are here today, and you want more of God, you want to experience the power of the Holy Ghost, you want the power of God in you, remember Jesus Christ said, all authorities, all authority has been given to me. I like that. In heaven and on earth. Under the sea, anywhere, all authority has been given to Christ Jesus. The authority is there. But you need to receive the Holy Spirit to get that authority activated in you. It needs to be activated. If you want the Holy Spirit activation to be able to do the work of God, I want you to step forward now. I'm making altar call. Step forward and we will join. We are not joining hands. We will pray for you. Five minutes, please. Come forward because of time. It's not about you. You can go to the workplace. Wherever you go, you need the Holy Spirit. Ha. You need the presence of God. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed. Step forward. Step forward. God is calling you. God is calling you. Yes. God wants you to come. Step forward. Come and receive. Thank you for rising up. Thank you. Come forward. Come forward. We are going to pray. Lord Heavenly Father we have come before you in the name of Jesus Christ we know that without you we can do nothing but we know with you Christ Jesus you that you have empowered us we can do all things Father here are your children. They come before you. They want, the, they, they want to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. Amen. I pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is somebody here that God is telling me that the power of the Holy Spirit 
will come through you to your family. I'm praying the activation of that power for you and through you, your family will be delivered in Jesus' name. Lord Heavenly Father, everybody that have stepped forward, they are not ashamed of you. They are not ashamed of you. They want your presence. They want to experience your fullness. And today I declare in the mighty name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, that in the name of Jesus, every power, every authority, every principality that want to stand on their way, I declare that they are moved off in Jesus' name, that the Holy Spirit will come down upon you. I pray the power of the Holy Spirit to come down upon you, to activate. Can you say activate, please? Activate. Activate. Father, they are wanting the activation of the power that they want to be empowered. Lord Heavenly Father, connect with them from heaven. Heaven connect with them in the name of Jesus Christ. You have received the anointing of the Most High God. The I am that I am, ancient of days. The I am that I am, Jehovah, El Shaddai, is, has activated you. Now you are going to now start to practice. You have to practice it. You have been activated. You have been activated in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Say amen. amen. Now that you have been activated, you need to demonstrate the power of God. When you, get, when you go home, you need to kneel down. I didn't say this for service. Every service is not the same. Need to kneel down and speak to God. God will answer you. Kneel down and say, Father, I thank you for who you are. I want to experience you. I want to see more of you. I want you, your power, the power of the Holy Spirit, I want it to be manifest, manifested greatly in my life in Jesus' name. Now, we are going to make a declaration, everybody. We are going to make declaration that we are ready to serve him. I said everybody, but it's optional. now. If you are not ready to serve God, close your mouth. If you are ready, open your mouth and repeat after me. I am ready to do your work, Lord. I am ready to do your work, Lord. Please help me. Please help me. As I am weak, but you are strong. As I am weak, but you are strong. In Christ Jesus, In Christ Jesus. my weakness is made strong. I know, Lord. You did not give me the spirit of fear. Every spirit of fear in me. Go away in Jesus' name. I receive the spirit of love and the spirit of boldness in Jesus' name. I declare in the name of Jesus that strengthen me that I can do all things. Today, I rise in the name of Jesus, my light will shine through, bright, through darkness, through me, Lord, every dark spirit around me, 
will be overcome. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name I pray. I declare this. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. And I seal it. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. And in the name of the Holy Spirit. Every children of God say amen. amen. Let's clap for Jesus. As we come to the table now to participate in the Lord's Supper, Father, I thank you for the brokenness of Jesus that made a way for us to be restored to wholeness. Lord, I thank you that you sent the Spirit to empower us so that we can succeed in this life in so many arenas especially relationships. Help us today to be more like Jesus. Help us to be obedient in the moment. Help us to take up our cross and to serve you with gladness in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for the cup, the blood of the new covenant, the power of God released in our lives for forgiveness Lord, as we release others, I thank you that we can receive forgiveness from you. I thank you that at the table, all men and women stand equal before you. We have a great need for you, God. We desire to serve you, to love you. I thank you that you're enabling each person here to continue on in the journey with great confidence in their relationship with you. Lord, that they won't lose sight of the mission that you've placed in our hearts to love people, to love you, and to take this message of hope to the world. So Father, empower your people to go and be obedient in the name of Jesus. Amen. WCF, you've been equipped. Go be the church.